0: Occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder.
1: Hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 56. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses. It's nearly Christmas. It is. It's freezing cold. That it is. We have no heating here because our landlord is the worst. Yeah. Also, I want to give Kate her present so bad. They're sat under the tree and I'm tempted. Oh, God, I'm so bad at secrets. I just want you to have them right now. Also, Abby keeps asking, like, obvious questions about what she's got. She's like, should I buy this or has someone got me it for Christmas? I'm like, that wasn't even on your list. You never
0: asked for that. Well, it was in my mental list and I expected you to read my mind. God damn. What are
1: you covering this week, Kate? This week I'll be telling you about Tamam Shud, a really weird death with a lot going on. Honestly, that sounds pretty interesting. I'm excited. I'm talking
0: about the Devil's Footsteps. That sounds way creepier than mine. It's actually not that creepy, but it is very interesting and it's also a mystery. Whoa, we a mysterious love those. Week. Happy mysterious holidays. <laughs> Before we get into it, though, strange news this week: alien hunters detect mystery signal coming from the closest star system. This article is by Live Science, Live Science. How do you say that? I don't don't know. We say this
1: literally every single time. I'm going to... I always say live. I think I say live. I think I say live. I honestly don't know. Either way, the data from this
0: hasn't been made public, but the signal is a narrow beam of radio waves that were detected back in May 2019 in Australia, but now they've been released. You know, we know this is a general public now. The signal appears to have come directly from the Proxima Centauri system, which is just 4.2 light-years away from Earth. It's also slightly shifted while being observed, which means that it could come from a planet. It could resemble the movement of a planet. So it could be aliens. The star system has one rocky world that's just a little bit larger than Earth, as well as one known gas giant. So there could be life on that rocky planet that's trying to communicate with us. Wow. And we haven't had a signal like this since 1977, but it could easily be also a hydrogen cloud or a comet.
1: We'll never know. I love the difference. Like, it could be one cloud. Alternatively, an entire life form trying to communicate. I mean, I would like to believe it's aliens. I don't see how it could be so, like, crazy to be aliens. You know what I mean? Obviously, like I've said before, not like the little man with the huge eyes, grey skin. Could be. Um, the grey aliens. Maybe it could be, like, someone like us. Grey aliens. You don't have to do that. You don't. You don't have to give them like a ship name. Oh. Raelians. Aliens. Just feels right. Sorry. <laughs> I do hope there aren't aliens. Yeah,
0: I would usually ask you about the strange news, but I mean there are aliens moving on. <laughs>
1: no, it could it could not be, but it could be. All right. Well we'll leave you guys to think about that. Because Abby believes in aliens wholeheartedly, and I am just scared. <laughs> uh, my sources for my story this week. Oh, By the way, we won't be releasing something on Christmas Day. I'm sorry. I don't think anyone expected us to. Everyone expected it. We release on Tuesday. And we haven't pulled through. No, but instead of releasing on Christmas Day, we will be releasing on Patreon. Just some fairy tales. Abby and I are talking about them. So if you want to join, you can go do that. We'll talk about it later. Cool. My sources for this week. Wikipedia. WW2Health.com wa.gov.au. Wow. The News Adelaide. Fashionhistory.fitmyc.edu. It sounds like a really engaging website. <laughs> Historicmysteries.com. Mysteriesareunsolved.com. Mysteriousfacts.com. So in case you can't guess, it's a mystery this week. Sounds kind of mysterious. And for those of you that don't speak... Speak? Don't speak fluent Persian. Tamam should literally means ended or finished. And it was given to the name of the case because it was one of the many obscure clues at the scene. Mm. For the sake of me not butchering Persian, though, I'll be referring to this as the mystery of the Somerton man. It's also been reported as Taman should instead of Tamam. But it's just a mistake that was made in reporting it early on. And then it's stuck because, of course, it has. That report probably feels like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so you've guessed it. A man was found in Somerton. To be precise, it was Somerton Park, which is apparently a little beach to the south of Adelaide, which is in the south of Australia. The man was originally seen at 7pm on the 30th of November 1948, lying on his back, resting his head on the beach's seawall. Although he looked, well, deceased, to put it bluntly, the man was seen by a couple to have put his arm out as if he was stretching, and then it fell back to his side. Others reported to have seen him less than half an hour after this, they were enjoying time by the beach for about half an hour, and say they didn't see him move once. However, he was in a different position than he was at 7pm. Okay. One of the main reasons that people had noticed him is because Australia is rife with mosquitoes, which I did not know. I didn't, I've never been. Me neither. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I would love to visit you Lovely Australian audience people
1: No, but I know they have a bunch of scary animals mm, Bugs Bugs, yeah, well Kangaroos oh, so... Whoa Those are mean, I did not realise They will punch you
0: Oh, I thought they were sweet
1: And like, kick you
0: Oh, sorry, I thought they were only like little sweet animals
1: No, the baby ones are Kangaroos are like six foot, aren't they? Are they? They're ginormous Every episode, we make a fool of ourselves. We?
0: Because Hunt. we talk about other cu-
1: other countries that we've never been to. I want to point out, I have actually been to most of the countries that we talk about. I just have the brain of a two-year-old. I've been to like three countries, and this is one of them. <laughs> and so I'm really trying to learn. I'm sorry. More than 300 species of mosquito live in Australia, which I can just add to the list of awful animals that are trying to kill you there. The guy on the beach was doing nothing to swat away the mosquitoes, which is weird, but passers-by just thought he was asleep or drunk. This was not the case. It wasn't until 6.30 the next day, at like 6.30 in the morning the next day, December 1st, 1948, that the police were called by a young jockey because there was a dead man on the beach. The man was about 40 to 45, according to the pathologist. He appeared to be in top physical condition, Which is a nice flex after death, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And at the time of death, he was wearing a white shirt with a tie, a brown jumper, trousers, socks, shoes, and a double-breasted jacket that was consistent with how American clothes were tailored. He wasn't wearing a hat, which Wikipedia seemed to think was extremely strange for 1948. But I had a look through the fashion at the time, and it just seems to be uncommon, but not, like, groundbreaking news. He's not wearing a hat, you know? Maybe... I was trying to think of a joke, but I can't. you <laughs> on a break. So you can
0: think of uh, Give me... No, just keep going. I'll think, <laughs> I'll think of something.
1: So make of that what you will. That's not the strangest part. Thank God. Could you imagine I'm like, yeah, that's it. Spooky. A man died not wearing a hat on the beach. The man also had no wallet or ID, and every label from his clothes had been carefully removed. His dental records pulled up zero matches, so this man was just completely unidentifiable. The police then thought, it'll be fine, he's a sharp dressed, middle aged guy. Surely he'll have some friends or family that will come forward and just be like, yeah, I know him, we'll sort out a funeral, blah, blah, blah. No such thing happened. It was like he just didn't exist before he died. His body was embalmed on the 10th of December, and police believed that the death was unnatural and that he'd been poisoned. But, he only died at 2am on the 1st of December, which was seven hours after people had seen him lying on the spot he died in. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, how? Maybe he was
0: taking a nap. (laughs) He
1: was poisoned and he was like, I'm a bit tired.
0: Maybe it was poison that makes you tired first and then kills you. We'll get to the poison. I say confidently, knowing absolutely nothing about poison.
1: (laughs) Obviously, the contents of his pockets were examined, but he had an unused second-class rail ticket from Adelaide to Henley Beach, a local bus ticket, an aluminium comb from the States, an army club packet of cigarettes with seven Kensitas cigarettes inside, which I think were British. He also had a cigarette that hadn't been lit, resting behind his ear, and a half-smoked one between his cheek and his collar, like it was kind of slumped against it. Okay. Yeah. That's random. Yeah. A quarter pack full of matches. And finally, half a packet of Juicy Fruit. The world's worst chewing gum in the entire world. And I'm upset to know that it has lasted that long. This was around in the 40s. Why are you so mad at Juicy Fruit? It's awful. Chill out, dude. Look, I will fight anyone that thinks that Juicy Fruit is good. Here's why it's not. Please don't alienate. Our audience, if they like juicy fruit. Listen, right, I'm talking to you, juicy fruit lover. 65. (laughs) Shut (laughs) up. It's not good. I used to think it was good when I was young and naive, right? Because it tastes the most. But after 30 seconds of chewing, it's gone. You're just eating like sticky cardboard. I hate it. Isn't that what most gum is like? No. Besides hubba bubba. Most gum retains flavor. I'm not really a gum person. I used to be. Like Violet Beauregard. <laughs> what an obscure reference. <laughs> anyway, pretty standard, I guess, but a bit weird that there was no ID at all. So police originally thought it was a suicide, right? Because he had no ID on him. He had like belly I don't think he had any money on him.
0: Can I ask, I don't know if you
1: if you know this, mm-hmm.
0: why was he dressed like that? I understand that's the fashion for the time period, but wasn't he on a beach?
1: Yeah. And his shoes were super clean. Interesting. Mm. Then, over a month later, on the 14th of January, a suitcase was found. It had been checked in at 11am on the 30th of November and hadn't been claimed since. There were no labels on it at all. Inside was a red checkered dressing gown, a red felt pair of slippers, four pairs of underpants, pyjamas, shaving items, trousers with sand in the cuffs, an electrician screwdriver, a table knife cut down into like a shiv, a pair of scissors with really sharp points, a small square of zinc, which was possibly used as a protective sheath for the knife and the scissors, and a stenciling brush used for marking cargo. Wow, what an incredibly suspicious selection of <laughs> items. Right. None of the clothes had any labels in, apart from three. There was a tie with T-keen on it, a laundry bag with Keen on it, and Keen without the E, because the other two had E at the end of Keen, and Keen without the E at the end on the end of an undershirt. Okay. Yeah. At the time, it was commonplace to label all clothing, because rationing was still going on from the war. So clothes... You okay there? Boop. Yep. You're just fighting your mic. I know, I just punched it. Sorry about that. So clothes were hard to get, right? And a lot of the time, if you got them, like, secondhand, they would still have the labels in. You would take those labels out, put your own labels in. Did your mum ever do that with you? I don't think so. I think she did it for my brothers, but I think she'd kind of just given up by it. You don't really need to, I guess. Oh, I used to have it in school jumpers, but that was because, like, I would take it off and then it was gone. It vanished.
0: Yeah, um used to, like, make me labels for my school jumpers
1: and my school blazers and the rest of my school uniform my friend's mom had like a sticker machine so it was like Ooh, printed bougie. out yeah wow yeah they were rich they were they, they had the money <laughs> <laughs> mine was like in sort of felt tip you know when it like bleeds through the fabric of the label that's already in there yeah hit me up and if it was you just have like, a sticker K, machine. yeah yeah let us know you can come visit if you have send a sticker me machine. the stickers and the sticker machine yeah <laughs> If we don't want to meet you just give us your sticker machine Anyway Interestingly Although there were writing supplies There were no communications found inside And there were no spare socks Although there were four spare pairs of underwear So unless this guy really struggled With incontinence That's me packing Why would there be so many more? You pack like an
0: extra pair though and No I, get I don't, it. I pack like three pairs Because I'm like what if I shit myself do, Have I ever shat myself since I was a child? No, what if I do? What if I piss?
1: I feel like this isn't a thing that is mirrored by a lot of people, though. I do have anxiety. You maybe do? Maybe that Clinical is... anxiety. fact. Okay, maybe and it's also, a factor. I feel like women tend to pack like a pair just in case. You know, just in case it's that time of the month. We'll just pack an extra pair. You know? But mm-hmm. this guy... It was a guy. Where's the need? What is he doing? Maybe he's got some issues. Maybe. I feel like you're being way too harsh. It does seem a bit weird. Four pairs! Though Anyway. t Keen was the best lead police had to go on. And they found that there was some thread in his suitcase that wasn't available in Australia. And it was in the seam of his pants that he was wearing when he died anyway. So it connected the suitcase to the man that was dead.
0: Wow, what a small detail.
1: Yeah. It wasn't available in Australia, like I said, but it was hugely popular in Britain. So they checked for missing people in Britain and any other English-speaking country. No one by this name was reported as missing. The police also found some dry cleaning marks within the suitcase. So they circulated these to find which dry cleaners had been used to ask them some questions. Again, nothing came up across the whole country. The only thing that was actually of any relevance in the suitcase was that there was some stitching in a coat that marked it as it was from the United States. And somehow they knew the coat hadn't been imported meaning he'd either been to the United States or he bought the coat from someone who had. It's like so intense. I know, right? Since nothing really made sense with this case, Thomas Cleland re-examined the body and clothing and found very little. However, he did add that if he was poisoned, which looked almost certain due to the damage to his internal organs, he probably would have vomited and convulsed but signs of this weren't present at the beach. Thus meaning, Cleland thought it was likely that he was transported and then dumped on the beach after he'd been killed somewhere else. Which could make sense as to why he was wearing those clothes. Yeah. Witnesses from earlier fought this, though, saying that they definitely saw the man in the exact position the night before he died. So how could he have left, been murdered, and then the murderer knew exactly where to put him? And in what position shortly after killing him? Maybe
0: they watched him for a while.
1: Maybe, but then would you really think, like, oh yeah, I'll just put him exactly back there. And, like, no one saw them carrying a body back there? It is very odd. Yeah. At the same time that Thomas Cleland was looking into this, police found a rolled piece of paper stitched inside the trouser pocket that the man had been wearing. On this piece of paper were two words, "Tamam should." It had come from the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam. It's a book, the theme of which is to live life fully and have no regrets upon death. And the reverse of the piece of paper was entirely blank. This led to another national search, this time looking for the same book with the blank next page, or hopefully even the book missing this scrap of paper.
0: That is amazing, that they would go into those kind of lengths to figure this out. Yeah, well, it was weird. Well, I know, but like, you know, you we hear, we read a lot of cases that are like, kind of shoddy police work. So to see them go into this extreme lengths to be like, search every book to see if the scrap is missing.
1: I'm not going to lie to you, there is still a lot of shoddy police work.
0: Oh, well, fair enough. But, like, (laughs) it's still
1: a very uh, interesting Well, I guess he'd been murdered. Because there was poison. Like, there was sort of the effects of poisoning present in his internal organs. Yeah. So they were like, well, we got to deal with this. But yeah, I agree. It's nice. Because in a lot of the same book, there was writing on the back of that page. So they were like, cool, we know what, we're going to go on. I guess it was like easier than rooting through every single copy of the book, you know? Yeah. It was somehow found. The exact copy with the exact missing section. What? Further into the back of the book, there were five lines of capital letters written by hand. They were W-R-G-O-A-B-A-B-D. Next line. M-L-I-A-O-I. And this line was struck through. Next line. W-T-B-I-M-P-A-N-E-T-P. Next line. M-L-I-A-B-O-A-I-A-Q-C. Next line. I-T-T-M-T-S-A-M-S-T-G-A-B. Ooh. Weird. That is weird. <laughs> Obviously, that's gibberish, but it looks like some form of, like, cipher or code. Yeah. No one can crack it, though, and many have tried. I'll do it. So people now just chalk it up to being meaningless or, like, only holding meaning to, like, the person that wrote it? Possibly.
0: It sounds like the way that I used to remember things for exams.
1: Yeah. You, like, write the letter of every word. Yeah. Yeah. Like those poems that kids loved. Well, like you would write love down the side. Oh, yeah. And then you would write like... Lemons. Yeah. Oranges.
0: Mimes. Wait, what were you, (laughs) mom? Love. Love. (laughs)
1: Violins. Loam. The guy that found the book was never publicly named, and no one knows exactly when he found it. Some people say it was a few weeks before the man died, meaning he would have been in Adelaide for way longer than they originally thought, because they just thought he was there for a couple of days, then he died. Others say the book was found on the day of his death or shortly after, which would make the book very important. People also heard that the man who found it had found it in the backseat of his car one day, but he'd never bought or owned the book before. It just appeared. This is so confusing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My brain hurts. Sorry about it. I'll just take it out and give it a massage and put it back in. Smooth brain. In the book, there was also a phone number. Police found out that the number belonged to Jessica Thompson, who was a nurse living 400 metres away from where the body was found on the beach. She was interviewed multiple times, but claimed she did not know who the man was, how he had her phone number, or why he had been in her suburb on the night he died. What she did know, though, is that a man she didn't know had tried to visit her, But she wasn't in, so the man had asked the neighbour about her. That was it, though. Nothing else had come from the man visiting her. He didn't come back. He just turned up once. She wasn't there. He asked around and left. Abby's making a very confused face right now. Mm. She's, like, silent this whole episode. It's so hard. (laughs) Sorry, I just... I don't even know what to say. This being said, people didn't really trust Jessica too much. When the guy on the beach had died and no one had come forward to claim him... The police had made a plaster cast bust of his head and shoulders, just in case someone should come forward later. Sick. When police showed Jessica this bust, she apparently looked completely taken aback and on the verge of fainting. However, she still claimed she didn't know who the man was or why he was looking for her. It wasn't just the police that noticed this either, so they weren't just like, she knows something, you know, like... Yeah. Paul Lawson was the technician who made the cast, and he was there when she was shown it. According to Paul, she looked at it, but immediately looked away and refused to look again. Interesting. So Jessica seems kind of sketchy here. Seems kind of suspicious. Although it looks like a great lead, Jessica wouldn't spill the beans, and she died in 2007. Hmm. All of her family claim they have no idea what went on, and she didn't disclose any information to any of them. Maybe she was like seeing that guy and then she moved away and
0: then he went to find her, So, but she didn't want to see him, so she hired people to get him or she got him. (gasps) Jessica's a murderer. No,
1: not confirmed. (laughs) Confirmed. No, oh my God. (laughs) I don't know anything, but perhaps. In June 1949, the man was finally buried. Theories of him being a spy were rife because of the odd nature of just about everything with his death. Oh yeah, possibly, I didn't even think of that. Ina Harvey, a receptionist, came forward saying there had been a strange man in the hotel she worked in nearby. He had stayed for a few days, then checked out on the 30th of November, 1948, which was obviously the night that people saw him laying on the beach. He spoke English and only had a small black case on him, which an employee claimed carrying... Sorry, carried something, looking like a needle inside. Suspicious. Mm-hmm. Again, though, that lead went nowhere. The case was cold. It didn't stop people from trying over the years, but as it went on, people lost interest. Then, a few years later, flowers started appearing on the dead man's grave. Ooh. Creepy, right? It's Jessica. <laughs> she feels bad for what she's done. I love that you've just blamed Jessica immediately.
0: I don't have anybody else here.
1: Yeah, I love that, like, a spy never came into your head. Or, like, maybe the man was a criminal. Possibly. You know, none of that. Well, he was a criminal if... and committed suicide. Oh,
0: no, Jessica might not have killed him. I'm not saying she's a murderer. You're just out
1: here, like, it's Jess.
0: No, I'm just saying she could have been the one leaving the flowers. She could have known him. And that's why she didn't want to look at the bust. And then she felt bad that he was dead, whether she was involved or not, and then put the flowers on his grave.
1: Mm hmm. Although police kept an eye out and questioned a few people visiting if it was them or if they'd seen anything, no one knows who it was that was leaving the flowers. Many people came into the police stations over the years to say that they thought the man on the beach was a lost friend or a relative of theirs, but every time it proved not to be. And in some instances, police had people who were flagged as missing actually come into the stations to prove they were not the Somerton man. Wow. Yeah, they were just like, look, I'm still alive. I'm not dead. I just don't really want them to know that I'm around. Fair enough. So, <laughs> The bust still exists now and contains a couple of strands of the man's hair. But this is pretty much the only thing containing his DNA, because when they embalmed him, they used formaldehyde, which destroyed the DNA. Oh, lovely. Yeah. The suitcase was destroyed in 1986. The book was lost in the 60s. Oh, man. And the witness testimonies have gone missing from the police file. Oh, that's suspicious. So basically, we only have the little evidence they found back in the 40s to go off of. Lovely. Love that. Love that. It's not frustrating at all. Fabulous. I love it when they don't lock up their cold case files. I love it. (laughs) Just take what you want, hun. You want page three? Go ahead. Witness testimonies? Who? In 2011, a man from Adelaide found an ID card in her dad's stuff when she was going through it. It was given to foreign seamen in World War One, and belonged to H.C. Reynolds. The man was aged 18 and British. She contacted a biological anthropologist to compare the photo on the ID card to the Somerton man. He had a similar nose, lips and eyes, but what was weird was their ears were exactly the same and there was a mole on the cheek of both of them that was the same shape size, and in the same position. Interesting. Fab. That means we've got it, right? Yes. Wrong. Oh. <laughs> when the National Archives of the US and the UK were searched, they turned up nothing for H.C. Reynolds. Some believe it was Horace Charles Reynolds, who wasn't British, but he was Tasmanian. However, he died in 1953, so it can't have been him. Hmm. In 2009, Derek Abbott started trying to figure it all out. Although the autopsy reports have also gone missing from the file, the photographs of the body were still there, so these were analysed. It was found that his Simba, which is like the upper dippy bit in your ear, if you put your finger in your ear right now, and the upper dippy bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the Simba. We're all just touching our ears. Yeah, that is larger than his finger in the ear. cave Which is the lower dippy bit in your ear. Oh. Yeah, so the top bit was larger than the bottom bit. Interesting. Which apparently is very rare in Caucasian people, with only 1% to 2% possessing it. So if you've got that, congrats. <laughs> You're special. Additionally, he had hyperdontia of both of his lateral incisors. I don't have that also. Sorry. What, what this means. Is that okay? You got your two big bunny teeth on the top row of your teeth, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, between these and the sharp vampire teeth, you have two smaller bunny teeth on both sides. You're you're in sizes. Yeah, the sharp ones. No,
0: those are the canines. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, lateral incisors. I'm explaining what that means. Oh right. So the the smaller bunny teeth, not the big ones.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, this guy didn't have those. Oh, because of a genetic disorder. Which again is only present in 2% of the population. Now, that isn't weird, right? Not really. Like, this guy just had some stuff going on. Fine. But Jessica Thompson's eldest son, Robin, also had both of these abnormalities. Ooh. The chance of this being a coincidence is between 1 in 10 million and 1 in 20 million. I knew Jessica knew something. I knew it. She knows (laughs) something. Jessica's a snake. Abbott wanted to compare the DNAs of Robin and the Soviet man, but he wasn't allowed to exhume the body, obviously putting a spanner in the works. He didn't give up, though, and has since in 2019, October of 2019, been allowed to exhume the body for DNA analysis. So, watch this space. We might know if the two are related, explaining who he was to Jessica. There are rumours that after Jessica's death, her daughter came forward to say that her mother was a former Soviet spy who had an affair with a mysterious man?
0: Oh, that makes it even more
1: exciting! Two spies, <laughs> two for the price of one. More so yeah. yeah,
0: spies. I don't often think that spies is an option because I forget that spies exist.
1: That's what they want you to forget.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I know, and I'm I'm good at forgetting. <laughs>
1: I am extremely great at forgetting.
0: That's my special skill. Forgetting.
1: Um. So that's all I have. Going back to the poisoning. So, when they were looking at it, they were like, look, this is either a barbiturate, a sleeping drug, um, or a poison from, like, a plant, like a di- uh, digitalis, like foxglove or something, or, like, another type that is from a plant. I think they believe now that it's from, like, foxglove poisoning. Right. Because there were no, like, other obvious ailments apart from, like, the bleeding going on in his internal organs. So... That's what we're looking at. So it's a very kind of spy like poisoning, you know. For sure.
0: Very I can't think of a I still don't have
1: a hat joke. <laughs> and I can't think of another way to put that. <laughs> oh my god, I hate you. So that's it. That's that's all we know. Extremely mysterious. Yeah. And there were there were some people that were like, Oh, it's this guy, it's that guy, but like every single time it was like, Well, it's not. It's just yeah. not. So I didn't bother writing them because I was like, it's just not them. Um, Interestingly, though, Jessica, sorry to bring her into it again. She, when she was younger, she gave her like, I think it was a fling at the time, the same book. Hmm. But it wasn't the one with the bit missing. And it Maybe. was to a guy, and then everyone thought that that guy was dead, and that he was the Summertime Man. But then he turned up alive, so it wasn't him. And he still had the book.
0: Maybe she just gives that book to like all of her lovers. Yeah.
1: Fair. That's like a really nice signature move,
0: for sure. Well, people people do that. Like, I feel like, not necessarily as um, spy like. but when you have different partners i feel like you always do the same things with them even if you don't necessarily mean to especially with a book like if you want someone to read the book if it's like your favorite book or you find it really interesting Mm. it's about like living life to the fullest did you say
1: yeah and then having no
0: regrets when you die maybe that's like her like you know her thing so she wants her her like partners to read it so she's like read this i'll buy it for you
1: maybe yeah in the book that she gave to her lover i'm sorry i can't remember his name i think it's rudy or something um so in the book that she gave to him she like written out one of her favorite verses i think in it so she obviously really likes it then yeah but in the somerton man one there was like no writing from her she liked him less maybe or well, maybe she had nothing to do with it. maybe it was a jilted ex-lover possibly that wanted to get his own back turn up at her house she wasn't there he was going to kill her but couldn't so then he was like i'm just going to kill myself possibly
0: i mean it could be a suicide exactly because if he was laying in that position maybe that's just the position that he lays in but then he was laying
1: there for 7 hours before he died just thinking and there was no vomit I was just thinking about stuff and the sound wasn't like messed up like it was he was convulsing hmm I don't know
0: It's weird It is weird I feel like I could sit here and theorise all day But I would never come to an actual
1: Hmm (laughs) Okay, so how scary do you think That the mystery of the Somerton Man is?
0: I think it's like a solid four Yeah? Yeah, I think it's very scary Because I feel like It's strange that people can exist And we just don't know who they are Fair
1: How dangerous is the case as a whole? Like for other people, do you think three? Do you think Jessica was like in danger? I don't know. She was dangerous? I don't
0: know because I don't know what happened. And I think if there is something to do with spies or secret identities, which it feels like there is to some extent, Mm -hmm. then
1: that's relatively dangerous. (laughs) Well, fun fact. The other guy that I was talking about, that I think I've named Rudy, but I just I just don't remember his name. I'm so sorry. Uh, he... University level educated <laughs> researchers. He well, I wasn't going to mention him, but no, then I get you. I do the same about. thing. Um, he was in some secret missions. There you go. They're all spies. And he was younger, so maybe
0: he was on the other spy team, and they fell in love. And she was like, "You can't ever be seen with me because they'll kill you oh because God. we're on opposite
1: star-crossed lovers."
0: Yeah heartbroken truly she must have had something to do with him
1: what is the likelihood that something sketchy went on 5 <laughs> 5 something sketchy has gone on something here something sketchy has definitely gone on here what are your ideas spy
0: yep multiple spies yep suicide mhm murder mhm
1: hitman ooh anything else no no who you think the hitman mom was from? Jessica.
0: Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know whether she was with him and then he tried to find her and somebody else killed her. Killed him. Whether she went to see him and she was like, he went to see her and she was like, I don't want you to be here. So he killed himself. Or, I don't remember what I was going to say. Or she killed him. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. But she was obviously involved with
1: him. It's a really weird case. Yeah. Because there's like a lot of things that don't really seem that weird. But then if you look like into the details of it, it's very weird.
0: I think he was definitely a spy. With the suitcase, I just remembered the suitcase as well. (laughs) Yeah. That's some sharp stuff in there. Yeah, that's those that's a spy suitcase for sure, right? Or like an assassin suitcase.
1: Yeah, no socks. That
0: was, like, someone trying to look like a normal person packing a suitcase. Exactly. Also, I find that his name was in the stuff, but that was not someone's actual name. Maybe it was, like, his... And it was
1: only in three of the things.
0: Yeah, maybe that was just, like, to throw people off if they found it. Yeah. Or, like, his spy name, you know? How weird. Very weird. What do you think? I think probably a spy. It's gotta got be a spy, right? This is, like, spy territory. I
1: can't think of of any other things and there were um there were a couple of things that the military and like feds were interested in sort of near adelaide at that time i think there was like a a radiation mine or something nearby as well so it was kind of like people were speculating as to whether there were spies there at that time anyway
0: ooh spy information so but i think i think jessica has to be involved with it because of her, her child it's weird right that has to be his father surely because what are, the, what are the chances?
1: One in 10 million or one the, in 20 million.
0: And, that, and the book and the fact that she couldn't look at him? They had to be involved at some point. 100%. Yeah.
1: Or maybe they were brother and sister.
0: Maybe, yeah. I didn't even think of that.
1: Crazy. Hmm.
0: Very interesting. Wow. Oh. Wow, that's like blown my tiny little mind. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> it's all right.
0: I find it crazy that spies even exist.
1: How do you even become a spy? I think you just sign up for it. I think they take people sort of after, like, school age. Um, and I think... Become a dot com. I think you just sign up for it.
0: But like, how? It's got to be so secretive.
1: Surely. Why? Everyone knows that spies exist.
0: I don't think it's that easy.
1: I think it is. Let us know if you're a spy. We won't tell anyone. Promise? Oh my gosh. do not let us know. I do not <laughs> want to be dragged into it. Please leave me out of it.
0: Okay, just let me know.
1: Don't really. Please. If you're a spy, that's cool. You're not a very <laughs> good one if you're ready to tell two random ladies you've never met.
0: Anyway, if you like the podcast and you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Myths Magic Pod. Also, if you want to support us financially, then you can do that at patreon.com forward slash murder. Thank you to everybody who already supports us. We don't make any money from ads, so that pays to run the whole show. It's lovely. We
1: love you. We do. Thank Thanks. you all. It's nice. Um, if you do that, then your name gets on our website, which is Midsmagicmurder.com. And you can see your name there in shining lights. Also, we do some extra episodes. We let you guys know what's coming up. We have an all-round great time over there. And like I said, on Christmas, we'll be releasing some stuff on there. Just some fairy tale stuff. We'll be talking to you. That kind of thing.
0: Yeah, we don't have any tiers. So you can just pledge as much as you want or as little as you want. And then you get access to all this cool stuff. So that seems pretty cool to me. Also... Thank you for anyone who sends us nice messages. We very much appreciate those.
1: I don't know why Abby is getting involved. Because you're not saying anything. Like, this isn't my spiel. You cut me off, woman. Go on, then. Give it a rest. (laughs) Right. Thank you to all of our nice messages. We really love it. Anyway, (laughs) um, if you have any haunted happenings, terrifying tales, or spooky stories, you can email those or send them on Instagram message or Facebook message, whatever. We check them all um Our email is mythmagicandmurder at gmail.com.
0: We got a lovely message the other day from one of our Patreon supporters about our audio quality, and I want to say to you, thank you so much. I have tried so hard to make this podcast bearable to listen to for like a whole year now, and I feel like I'm finally happy with how it sounds. So it's a lot that you would comment on it or even consider it. It's really sweet. Also, um oh my goodness, we're never going to get into the next story. No,
1: I know, but you know the monoliths I was talking about? I do. The other day, someone messaged us to say that a monolith is like right next to, to where they are. It's go, like in their town.
0: Go and put a sticker on it. Don't put, put our logo oh my god! On it. And then if the aliens come down, they'll be like, What's this podcast? And they'll listen. Spray paint
1: our website on there. They'll love it. They will. They're going to be such big fans. Oh my God, we're the reason that aliens come to Earth and <laughs> love us.
0: <laughs> Just getting outfan. <laughs> So today, in my story, we're talking about a strange phenomenon that occurred back in 1855 in the Devon area, which is in southwest England. The Devon area. The, the general area of Devon. Have you been to Devon? I have, yeah. Lovely place. My sources are devonlive.com, wikipedia, thevintagenews.com, and petermoore.co.uk.
1: Sorry, Devon, right? Yeah. Sticks of rock. Yay or nay? Nay. It's yay for me. Also, I don't think that they exist in <laughs> other places. I don't know if, like, Americans have sticks of rock. We have them in Blackpool. We have them in every seaside town.
0: Yeah, they... If you don't have rock in whatever country you're from, listeners... It's not like a pebble. No, it's a food it's a that snack. you eat. And it kind of sucks. It but doesn't. It's also It's like the hardest thing. It's like eating rock. That's why it's called
1: that. Yeah, it's like a tube. Right, a cylinder of sugar, I presume. Uh, possibly. And it's like hardened, um, and you can get it in different colors. And it's like, you, like the hardest of hard candies. You can like suck on it, and there are sort of tiny air passages. So it sounds like, you know what I mean? ASMR. Yeah. And you can you're also welcome. crunch it. Yeah, you can bite and it. It'll hurt your or, like, gums. If you suck on it for a bit, it goes kind of soft, and then you can just gently bend it off.
0: I feel like I haven't had it since I was a kid. Maybe it's better than I remember it being. I feel like I always wanted it as a child. But you know when you're a child and you just want sweets because you want them? Like you that don't... giant dummy lollipop. Yeah, those sucked. But I kept being like, yeah, I want this.
1: They tasted good, but no one needs a lollipop that big. Anyway, back to the story. Sorry.
0: It was February 8th and it was extremely cold. Rivers were frozen over and it snowed very heavily in the night. We there? Yeah. The next, you've blown my cover. The next morning, people <laughs> awoke to a trail of long, hoof-shaped prints. Ooh, The prints were odd. What were you going to say? Wait, the prints were long or they went on for a long time? They went on for a long time. Right. They were odd because they were only about four inches long and most of them appeared to be in single file. So one foot in front of the other rather than how an animal would walk. People thought it was a donkey at first because the print looks very similar to that of a donkey's shoe. But it was quickly ruled out because the distance between them and also because they were, you know, right in front of the other one. So like if a donkey
1: were to hop on one leg?
0: Yes, exactly like that. Well, I figured it out. The distance from each print was also eight inches long. I'm not sure if that's entirely exact, but it's still extremely strange. It was pretty much eight inches long between them. Mm -hmm. So that was potentially rule out somebody pranking them. Potentially, but not a donkey hopping. Also, these prints went on for almost 100 miles, which (laughs) is like travelling west to east in England. Not necessarily all in one straight line, but just around the general area. That's a long time. Well, this is because the strange footprints passed clearly over any obstacle... They were found in fields, on streets, on the roofs of houses, on the walls, haystacks, like something was just walking over everything in its path. Whoa! Also, they led up to drain pipes, disappeared, and then came out on the other side of the drain pipes, like something had climbed through the pipe. Wow! That's so interesting. They could also be found in enclosed outdoor areas like courtyards and gardens. And they also appeared in a number of other places close to Devon, like all the way up to places like Torquay, which is about a 40 minute drive away. So a huge area. You got any
1: ideas? No, i because if it's on top of houses, I just don't get it. Maybe like a bird, but it's a hoof. Also, why would a bird be? Just walking that far. I know that birds walk for some reason. I know it's to do with conservation of energy, but it does annoy me when you're trying to drive down the road and a pigeon's like, I'm going to walk out of the way. And you're like, just fly. Anyway, but why would a bird be walking for that long?
0: With well, a hoof. Well, also, even though the steps made it that far, each imprint was the exact same and continued single file the whole way. Yeah, so it's one-legged. And they were relatively perfect. But some of them seemed in slightly different shapes Which made them look more natural So it didn't look like a stamp It looked like something had been walking with one hoof How weird This obviously scared the ever-loving crap out of everybody in the area And the prints were nicknamed the Devil's Footprints Because obviously they resembled hooves
1: And it was on roofs Yeah Hooves on roofs That's what this episode is going to be called (laughs) Hooves
0: on roofs. You've heard of Elf on the Shelf. You've
1: heard of Bananas in Pajamas. Now get ready for Hooves,
0: Hooves on, on roofs. Because many people took it very literally, they were like, "Oh my God, Devil's footprints! This is the Devil. He's he's here." So they wouldn't go outside at midnight because they thought Satan himself was here.
1: Um, um, I feel like you've taken something and then you've rolled with it very quickly. Also, in
0: some instances, the hooves led straight to people's doors before turning away, which just made it scarier for everybody who thought it was the devil. Well, yeah, you know want the devil coming at you? This was published in newspapers, and it was investigated by a group of tradesmen armed with guns, though when they returned from following the hooves to catch the devil, they'd been unable to find anything. And it actually became so well known it made it to the London news, and people started to theorise about what it might have been. Wow! So the first one is the wood mouse. The wood mouse is this small, little, cute guy, very sweet, and they hop. They're hopping mice. And this idea was proposed back in 1855 in the Illustrated News as the wood mouse leaves behind a cloven-shaped print when it jumps, because of the way its little limbs are shaped. It would have also been able to ex- explain why it went through the pipes, go onto the roofs and on the fences, and would explain why they were a similar distance apart. Also, a mouse might come to your door in search of food. Maybe, but why would it not go in? Well, what I don't understand about this is why is the mouse traveling cross-country and up this many buildings in one night? Enough that the prints are chunky, like, invisible to people all around the areas. Like, were there many mice? How many mice? Does one mouse have a lot of stamina? Why is he going on a 40-minute drive when he's just one small mouse hopping? Why is he on
1: the buildings? What are you doing? Okay, I have a question. Did it snow every day or did it snow heavily and then there was no snow for a while? Well, I don't know. It was reported on. This was 1855. How much reported do you think there were? Why? Uh Well, because it might have been done all in one night, but, and, it, you know, if it snowed the next day, then it would have had to have been done in one night, you know? Yeah. But otherwise... It could have been done over a huge span of time. So, like, a mouse might have been hopping somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And then stopped overnight, fell asleep, and then got back to hopping. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, it hung out in a drain pipe to, like, heat up, stay warm, that kind of thing, fell asleep there, and then continued the next day. So, it really wasn't that quick. Possibly.
0: Well, in the same newspaper, one man suggested that it could have been a kangaroo because apparently a bunch of kangaroos have escaped from this private sanctuary. <laughs> and he wrote in explaining how he was so glad the kangaroos escaped because he could sleep at night knowing it wasn't the devil. However, there's no real proof of these kangaroos that escaped and they probably wouldn't leave prints like this. And also the man later admitted that he made this door so people wouldn't be so scared.
1: <laughs> I love old Britain because... It's like when we were talking about whatever it was, when there was just a bunch of random animals let loose accidentally. All of the wild cats. Oh, yeah. were just let loose accidentally. Whoops. Oh, well, that'll be fine. You know just, what I mean? be chill. Like, a bunch of kangaroos. Like, I'm upset it's not real because it would have fit in completely. I bet no one questioned why a bunch of kangaroos had accidentally been let loose when that newspaper report came out.
0: No, they were just like, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> There's a bunch of kangaroos now. Yeah. Oh,
1: there it is again. We accidentally let more non-native animals into our ecosystem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoops Next up It could have been Badgers During the same year Another man theorised That it was a badger Who'd left the prints, Or actually Several badgers In search of food As they leave A large footprint
1: As a side note To Americans Our badgers Are far nicer than yours Oh they're very sweet Not a flex But Just the truth <laughs> An
0: even more Interesting thought
1: Is that it may have been A hot air balloon
0: An author suggested That a hot air balloon Had been accidentally released From Devonport dockyard and left tracks by trailing the shackle at the end of its rope. But then wouldn't it have been, like, one long line? Well, he said that he thought this because he knew a local man whose grandfather worked at the dockyard at the time, and they kept quiet about the incident because it destroyed conservatories and greenhouses, and they didn't want to get blamed. And I think it would explain the shape of the print. I guess if it's a hot air balloon, they kind of just, like, with nobody in it. Surely it would just be kind of mid-ground level and go over houses and stuff. But why
1: would no one have noticed? They were asleep. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> just because just because this was back in the eighteen hundreds does not mean that people were not awake.
0: Well, <laughs> the problem is it with it is that if a hot air balloon were to make such a random twisty, turny, zigzag pattern, it would surely get caught on something. Its rope would get stuck on a tree, and then when they woke up in the morning, there'd be a hot air balloon stuck
1: in a tree. I mean, it might not. Like chance may just fortune it, you know? Well, it could have been. And the zigzag pattern might make sense more if it were a hot air balloon because of the wind.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying like, if it did that, it would get stuck.
1: Maybe it would.
0: It's in a town.
1: I'm just saying.
0: Towns. It also might have just been mass hysteria, people seeing different animal tracks, not understanding it was different animals, or like you said, over the course of a few days, and they only realised when it had been going on for like, You know, when they woke up and realized that there was a huge amount of them and just blew it way out of proportion. It could have also been this demon that I actually forgot to write about, but that I remembered just now. His name is Bua, and he looks like this.
1: Oh, no. He is
0: a circle
1: with lots of different clothes, legs. He is a... He looks like the sun. What's a five-point shape called? I've forgotten. A pentagon. Thank you. All I could think of was pentagram. He's a pentagon, but instead of points, they are legs.
0: Yeah, so I presume he like rolls. (laughs) I presume he rolls on his side like a like a disc and will just go up the walls.
1: Oh, that's so funny. It could have been him. I don't know. It could have been. I would hate it if it was, because that's worse than just the devil. There was also
0: I'll put that photo on on it. Facebook and everything, at Miss Magic Pod. There was also a similar incident in 1840 in Scotland up on some mountains, and apparently they're also really often seen in Poland, and they're thought to be from a supernatural creature. Finally, they are similar to the Prince of the Jersey Devil, so maybe he just pays, paid us a visit and he strutted around, one foot directly in front of the other, oh like my a model. God. Like a catwalk. Oh or my Or like he had goodness. to pee. <laughs>
1: Like, he had to pee.
0: He was just, he was just, that's why he kept going to people's doors. He was like, please let me in. Please, I gotta piss so bad. I gotta use your
1: bathroom.
0: And they were like, I Get can't, away. I'm asleep. I and can't. he was just walking, and he walked 40 metres, 100 metres up the road, trying to find someone to let him in.
1: The man walked 100 miles just for a good toilet. Just strutting <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm not gonna pee on the ground. What do you think I am, an animal? Such a polite young man. <laughs> Why does he look so polite? Alright. What what ideas do you have? I think it might have just been the mouse. Yeah? You know? Okay, let's
0: do this Guskill. How scary do you think these prints were? Aw. Oh.
1: Mmm, scary. I'll give it a three. It's like weirdly scary, you can't explain it. Fair enough. How dangerous? Like a one. You think? What if it was Buer? Well he didn't do anything. Yeah, he just rolled about. <laughs> He was just having a roll around he was not there that hurt anyone he's like a, a beyblade you just let him off
0: um, what is the likelihood this was something supernatural oh she's, she's out when I said beyblade um, oh, man. also I can say that because I'm a demonologist <laughs> I'm joking
1: uh, what's the likelihood it was supernatural yeah I'm gonna go for like a half. It could it could be three, yeah. Okay. Um I don't know. I wasn't there in the eighteen hundreds, surprisingly. Although I'm aging faster and faster every day. <laughs> Anyways. What ideas do you have then? Just mouse? I think it was the mouse. It could be Beyblade. Mm-hmm. Um it could be the devil. I don't see why not. Um because he's like the likeness of the devil has been, like, with a goat, you know? And there were hooves, so I give him that. The trouble with... Goat oh, on one leg? Yeah. Donkey on one leg, actually. Get your facts right. Apologies. <laughs> um, The trouble with... Is it buer, Yeah. Is that he has feet, not hooves.
0: No, he doesn't. He has hooves. He does? Yep. Yeah, he's got little little hoops. Oh. So if he okay. were to roll, he could make that print. He's the great president of hell.
1: Wow. That's pretty cool. He's been doing well for himself. Mm-hmm. Grafton. I cannot really think of something else. I think maybe it was done over a couple of days. I don't think it was done all at once. I think maybe it could have been mistaken tracks, you know, mistaken similarities because I highly doubt that anyone traveled the whole 100 miles looking at each of the tracks, walking right next to it being like that's the same, that's the same, that one is the same.
0: Fair enough. It's hard to tell because it was such a long time ago.
1: Yeah. I just who's got the time because I can't see anyone doing it now. Yeah. And I can't see anyone doing it then back in the 1800s. What are you can do. Fair enough. Just I also I
0: think Bea Bure- Obviously, I've never met the guy, but I think he is supposed to be more like a um, a, a dinner plate. And he can just sort of crawl
1: in every direction, kind of like a spider. The but I mean, he might plate. roll. I've never seen him in action. Maybe it's like energy conservation. Maybe it's easier for him if he just rolls. If he just spins out. <laughs> it's like him running. Maybe he's running after something. I imagine like, imagine, imagine all... waking up in the night and seeing that run on all five legs. You would just think you were having a fever dream and go back to sleep. Over. Wow, that was weird. I can't really think of a suitable explanation. I want to believe it's that mouse.
0: Yeah, I think it probably is. Right, right. I was thinking it was that mouse.
1: I'm gonna hope.
0: For the sake of all, it could be the hot air balloon.
1: I don't think it's the hot air balloon. Write it on your ideas. You do. You think? What do you think it might be? I think. mm, it would make sense, like I said, with the wind, for it to, like, zigzag. I get that. But, like you said, it probably would have got caught on something. And, like I'm saying, it would have just been a line, surely. Rather than, like, every, every eight inches, the same imprint. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why would it just be bobbing up and down that much? I'm sure that they move. I've never been in one, and I will never go in one. So, I suppose we'll never know. But, it seems a bit weird. It
0: does seem definitely a little bit weird. But that's it. That's all I have for you
1: today. Well, thank you. It's (laughs) alright. You're welcome. Don't listen before bed. Listen before bed.